Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome, everybody, to another season of the Top Chef for Half Up. I'm Haley Strong, as they've often called me, Sloppy Haley, back for another season of Top Chef coverage here in Houston this season. I can't do this alone. Not that you'd listen if I did. Kurt Clark is back. Hey, Kurt. What have you been up to? I have been eating way too much. Uh, so it's time to channel that into talking about food versus taking the food and stuff it into my pie hole. Yeah. Like, uh, does it counteract the need to endlessly snack? You know, talking what? about food. I, th- hmm. you know, what? we'll see. This is this is unusual because we are recording in the evening. Usually we record more towards lunchtime. Yeah. Like we're um, all like hungry right now. Only one of us is hungry and yeah. the rest of us are either um, satisfied to too full. Yeah. So it, but no, I think I think it does help at the same time. We usually close out talking about what did you make this week? And then that gets me hungry again. So <laughs> so we might have a snack on our hands. Uh, another snack we have on our hands. Latanya Starks, welcome back. Hi. <laughs> Did you like that? <laughs> that was, I have a whole ass meal, actually. Um, how many? How many courses? Seven. Seven. No, fifteen courses of beef. <laughs> That's me. You know what? We looked up um, the Noma because um, you know the one chef on this season. Yeah, at Noma for Noma. years, and Ethan's like, "What makes it the best restaurant?" I'm like, "I don't know." So he like looked it up, and he's like. They only do a 20 course tasting menu <laughs> with oh. wine pairings. It's like, do you get 20 glasses of wine? Just like, I'm wine. So confused. Yeah, it's just wine at that point. Oh, I'm excited so to be here talking about food and the birthplace of Beyonce. I, you know, people better bring it. They're in Houston. She was born in Houston? Mm hmm. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. We're back. It's exciting. Top Chef is back. Like we said, Top Chef is in Houston this season. Back to Texas for the second time. Although they're like, we've never been to Houston before. Is that true? Did they not go to Houston on their Top Chef Texas marathon? You are asking the wrong gentleman. I know. And it's funny. It's funny because I have been watching all of Top Chef seasons since like January 1st. Like I've been doing, we've been watching pretty much nothing else except Top Chef and Superstore. Uh, but I demanded we skip season 10 because I don't like that season. Is that Texas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Is it, it specifically is. Dallas? 
or just Texas? I don't know. No, I think it's like it's it it's called Texas, but mm-hmm. I think they meander around the great state. Um, yeah, but I don't I've know never been to Houston, Houston, so I'll trust them. I've been to the Houston airport. Same. I've been through Houston. I've yeah. never been to Houston. Yeah. I've had a layover in Houston, and so I count it on my my state tracker sheet. I know that's not what everybody would consider, but I do. I, I've never had a good layover in Houston. Oh, that's, that's what, a... I've never had a good layover. It's one. Yeah. I've never had a good layover in Houston. It's there anyway. Uh, not going there. Uh, so the no agreed. It's it's and, and since we last podcasted, uh, I've gotten Hulu. And I noticed oh, it has nice. all of the uh, Top Chef seasons on there. Uh, so uh, I, I could go back and take a look and verify. I think maybe you should. Also, um, this was a 54-minute episode without commercials. I was able to watch all the 54 minutes. Thanks to Hey You, not thanks to Food Network Canada. Food Network Canada only had it as an hour on the TV um, but luckily, the streaming service, hey, you, if you're in Canada and you want the full cut of episode, check that out. That's um, not fun for Latani and I, though, because we can't play. I did, know. What did Haley miss in the Canadian cut? I know. Yeah, it's OK. I will. We'll replace it with some other inane game. Yeah. Like what Adam Sandler food song can you <laughs> sing that I have yeah. never heard in my entire life? So many. For, for context. Before we recorded, Haley mentioned that uh, her husband had made her sloppy joes for uh, for for a meal. Was that today? The, the hot was, sloppy today was sloppy yeah, day? for dinner. For dinner, and uh, and, and Latanya and I both immediately uh, our mind went to lunch lady lunch lady land lunch lady land. That's that's where all the sloppy joes come from in my brain. It's just. It's a wonderful food and a wonderful song. What part of the cow do sloppy joes come from? (laughs) I don't even want to know. Don't tell me. Nobody tell me. Just the worst part. (laughs) (laughs) There was a um, a restaurant just up the street from me had a uh, sloppy joes on their menu and they actually put potato chips on the sloppy joe sandwich. I like that. And it was... uh, it seemed like very basic, and who's going to charge thirteen dollars for that? Well, they're going to charge thirteen dollars for that, and I'm actually going to pay it because this is. Then I'm like, oh, this is going to be. It was. It was fine. It was like, I'm not <laughs> getting fine. it again. Yeah. Like this, this, there was, you know, this was not worth thirteen dollars sloppy Joe. But uh, that's it, fair. That, Did it come with a side, or was like the the chips the side, but on the sandwich? I uh, know. I'm trying. I don't. I think it might have come with a pickle. <laughs> the side was a pickle, and that's pickle? it. Yeah, I think so. No, that's an accoutrement. That's just like that's a part. That's not a, the side. That's just it. It exists. It's like it's like the toy in a McDonald's meal. Like it just has to come with it. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it was it was pretty basic. Mm. I think I think I probably had to get. I think I might have gotten. They had a good uh, a good kale salad. I think I got as a accompaniment. I, I've never heard of that. a good kale salad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, let's get into this new season. Very exciting. Um, I love this cast so far. I'm really excited about this cast. It's really like it's a lot of cool people, a lot of um, big pedigrees here. I feel like we're just getting more and more hardcore as we go on. Like, remember the first season of Top Chef where it was like, I'm a culinary student. I'm a food blogger. I've cooked three meals before. And now it's like... I have worked in seven Michelin star restaurants yeah. and that's not good enough. I've been a chef since I was nine years old. 
I've opened restaurants in every state. Like it's wild. These people are wild, but I'm, I'm enjoying them so far. Um, but we, we just get right into it. We unroll our knife backpacks and like just get into, into the quick fire. Wait, 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 wait. Let's interrogate that, interrogate that sentence. These are, you, those are knife backpacks? Knife backpacks. Yeah. Did we not see, um, it was Sam's knife backpack. I mean, I, I, I'm used to people carrying them. Maybe, okay, maybe some of them have another back, but I've never heard it referred to that. And I, Sam had I, a knife I, backpack. That is legacy go back, now. Go back to the tape. He was like, had a backpack. He had a knife backpack. All right. Pack it. Like he's taking pack your knives and go pretty literally. Back, back, your, pack knives your knives and go. Yeah. <laughs> so we get right into it with our quick fire. Um, they pull some knives from the block. Let's say one, two, or three. They have to find other people who have the opposite numbers as them. Um, and then they have to work or do a relay style thing to create a cohesive dish without communicating. Now, this is not the first time they have done this challenge. I like it very much. Um, I like when the chefs have to just like take what's given to them and try and figure out what the last person was trying to do. These are really yeah, fun for me. Those are fun. I thought for a moment there that like this, this took me back to the, when they had the, the French black box challenge mm-hmm. where they, they couldn't touch, they had to recreate the dish based on lack, but they couldn't see what was the dish was because they had to go to that big black chamber to, uh, to, Sense it. Do you guys remember what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We're like Brooke <laughs> teamed up with Dawn, even though Brooke wasn't on this season. Yes. Exactly. And so it's for for me, it, it, that's where my mind immediately went, even though it, it's not at all the same. <laughs> but there's that lack of communication and trying to yeah. at least be on mm-hmm. the same page about something. Yeah. And Dawn was there, which was yeah. great. I didn't even recognize I her. I didn't recognize first. her at first. Yeah. I was just like, huh, who is this beautiful statuesque woman? And it's Dawn. Back to torture some chefs and she was the only alumni on this episode correct no kristen, no, was, there. kristen, kristen was there Kristen yeah. was there too and it, you miss kristen and it's like john was passing the knife mm-hmm. um in the sense that she was like putting the curse on somebody else to yes. like not be able to plate a dish on time yes i felt that like it's, it it's like she said like make sure you plate your dishes i know and then they're like you know what? We're not going to actually. We're, we're not going to play our dish. We're not going to do that. No, 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 no. Uh, so we see the brown team with Jackson, Robert, and Sarah with cold roasted eggplant, macadamia romesco, and a serrano, serrano creme fraiche. And they were up in the top with that dish. Um, they that- ran into a little bit of an... Actually, like a number of issues they ran into. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being Robert dropping the... Uh, what was it? The Sekatash? Sekatash, yeah. Dropping on the ground. What a Haley Strong move. I absolutely would have dropped that too. Um, and then, then Robert made another questionable move in this challenge, which is like hide the meat. You never want to hide the meat. <laughs> okay. He was trying to phrase that. Hiding isn't the word I'm sure he would use though. He, he was, he was keeping the meat warm. Right. He was warming the meat. By hiding it. By hiding it. I don't it. understand why if you were, if you knew you were going to be next, you yes. wouldn't be paying attention to what the person before you was doing so you could see where they hid the meat. Yeah, unless, unless, unless the incoming team, I couldn't see where they were standing. Unless the incoming team couldn't actually see the uh, the team who was ahead of them, but it looked it looked like from the camera work that there was free eye contact. You just couldn't talk. Yeah, but, well, yeah. Be, because in the last iteration of this challenge, 
the chefs were blindfolded. They could not see what right. was happening. And in that case, somebody had like put something in the oven to keep warm. And then the, then the, whoever was following them could not find it where this is like, they could see the person. They theoretically could have been like, okay, like I see what he's doing there. Like I'm ready to rumble. I'm ready to grab whatever that is. Even if you didn't know it was for. Yeah, Cause I would have thought of like two, like exactly what you were thinking that the Jackson should have been like laser focused on what Robert was doing. At the same time, if I was, as I was Robert, I would have like very pointedly made eye contact with Jackson as I kind of held the pork up a little bit <laughs> yeah. and then put it under the, uh, under the, 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 the cooking element, the heating where they, where he was like keeping it warm, which, which makes me, which makes me wonder if um, I, I remember, I remember a lot of commentary about what the, chefs who had already gone them commenting on what uh, the chefs behind them were doing. I don't remember a lot of commentary about the chefs who are ready to go, like looking like, what are they doing? Like there was not. So I'm wondering if there, if they just didn't show up, but there would wonder if, if there was either a visible or a, a visual barrier there, or if they had to turn the other way or, um, and plus where they were standing, it seems like if you look at the, you've got the, where the judges sit at the front and then kind of angling back on both sides are where they, the chefs gather and then way in the back of the, or is where they cook. So maybe it's also just far enough away where you couldn't see, but I'm, I'm, my conspiracy theory is that they weren't able to see each other if you hadn't cooked yet. Yeah. They, yeah. They must not have, but I feel like you I don't care if you can't see them. You're like looking to where they are and you yeah. see that guy finishing there at that, whatever grill space yeah. oven. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. And if, and if, and if you can't see each other, then don't hide the pork. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Just like be like, just write and catch up. Like this is, <laughs> your pork I um, peel off little letters from the labels on things like a little ransom note that says I yeah. am making this yeah uh because what they had like exactly I think 10 minutes each yeah they had 10 minutes mm. that's really not a lot of time I just made like a chicken pasta for lunch today and it took me 50 minutes so whenever I see get those meal kits and it's like this will take 20 minutes it's it takes me at least double the amount of time yeah it's the it's I've, the I've, shopping. It's the oh, job. I've, yeah. I've often thought about actually taking a knife work course, like a class, or like a just a one one time thing or something, because that that's where I like s- slow down. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, the although the twenty minute Mongolian beef I made earlier this week didn't take much longer than twenty minutes, but yeah. Um, the red team um, consisted of Stephanie, Jay, and Leah, and they made an Asian spice pork chop with grilled corn salad and tomato puree with fish sauce. They were in the bottom because the pork chop was very overcooked. You could look at that pork and tell that it was not good. It was like like I I think if you like threw it at the ground it would like have the reaction <laughs> of like a bouncy ball. Just like flubber, yeah, like the, the second but it's it not cute. And she was like, yeah. "Well, I didn't know, like, like cutting it this, then it would like do that." I'm like, "What? I know that. I'm an idiot." <laughs> oh. Yeah, uh, the green team featured Nick, Evelyn, and Debar. They made a seared New York strip with cream corn and charred Brussels sprouts, and they were just kind of living their life in the middle. And that was, and that was, and that was where I think where Demar went first, and I, I, I liked he was trying to. Like I, I hope that like he had a plan, and mm-hmm. he was hoping to get the thing. I think he was hoping to get each element far enough where the plan was clear. Like he wanted them, like the 
he wanted them to make creamed corn and it yeah. actually happened. Mm-hmm. So at yeah, least- I think I think he did a great job at like being like, this is what we're doing. Here you go. And and they followed that. Yeah. yeah. It's just apparently the like the the vision was realized. It's just the vision wasn't tasty enough to get them out of the middle of the running. Yeah. And it could have been the Brussels sprouts, too, because it's kind of hard to make Brussels sprouts delicious. Whoa, 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 whoa. OK. No, I agree with that. Oh, Brussels whoa, whoa. sprouts are terrible. Even like even if they're like even I, if they're like caramelized with bacon. No, I can't. Oh, no, I, I, it's yeah, that's better. I, 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 they're like tiny burnt cabbages. Yeah, yeah they're just I will bitter like, for me. I'm not like a bitter flavor person. Like I can't eat asparagus either. Like I, I love asparagus. Like asparagus has a much better flavor profile for me than Brussels sprouts. And I love cabbage. I just think that Brussels sprouts can be a little too bitter. If you're adding like bacon fat to it, it makes it better. But if you're just kind of boiling them or sauteing them in oil, it can throw off the rest of the dish. It's possible to make them bad. It's very easy to make them bad. But it's like, it's, it's, it's one of the first things. If I see that they have Brussels sprouts as a appetizer or a side on a menu, I'm I'm ordering it. it. Yeah. Um, but the uh, and, and then here, like here, if I was like the second or third person in line, I saw the Brussels sprouts. Like, I don't care what you what you had planned. I'm going to be caramelizing the hell out of these and, you know, putting whatever I can to make them sweet and bacony. So. And I had high hopes for this team because one of the guys is from Mississippi and that's flavor country. Like my whole family is from Mississippi and those people can cook like they don't have a lot going on. So it's <laughs> just like cooking all the time. Well, Damar is based in Chicago and I think he was That's talking true. about soul food. Well, okay. And this is the one thing I wanted to say about Damar. Happy to try Damar's collard greens any day of the week. But one thing that I think that people should know is that there are more kinds of greens except co- other than collard greens. There are. And people are always only cooking collard greens. And it's like there are way tastier greens out there. There's mustards, there's turnips, there's slick leaf spinach. There's so many different kinds that are way more delicious and less bitter than collard greens. But when you go to a soul food restaurant, the only greens they have are collard greens. It bothers me. I just checked out the menu for his restaurant in Chicago. Mm -hmm. It looks amazing. They've got biscuits with pimento cheese. They've got gizzards, gumbo, duck liver, uh, catfish, pork chops collards and smoked turkey mm-hmm. mac and cheese buttered grits oh this i'm sure it's great but i'm it's sure a, it's great uh, but i can i completely take your point that the pe- people focus in on and stop on the collard greens yeah i don't and i don't know why it's not like they're easier to cook than any other green i don't get it that's my soapbox about <laughs> greens like i just I appreciate it. <laughs> well, like you said, there's other kinds of greens other than collard greens, and I was like racking my brain. I know, I was like, and I've heard Swiss of chard, I guess. <laughs> I think Swiss chard's turn- terrible too. And like the, then the first three you listed, I have all heard like turnip yeah. greens, I've heard of. Mustard greens, greens are greens. delicious. They are so good. Like my granny, when she was able to cook, because she can't now, when she was able to cook, her go to greens would be. Um, mustard greens, and she would add spinach to it to make them tender, more tender. And she would she would cook them with a variety of different kinds of meat. Like if I requested it, she would make it with like salt pork, 
and just like, you know, cook the salt pork down and then like, you know, put it in the greens and cook it there. Um, and it, or ham hocks or whatever. She could do just about anything. She could do it with just bacon if she didn't have other kinds of like meats. And they're delicious. They're so good. They're way less bitter. They're more flavorful. I just don't, I don't get why we are as a culinary group all stuck on collard greens. Maybe he was just trying to reference something that a majority of the people would recognize. No. Okay. <laughs> uh, the yellow, te- the yellow team uh, featured Buddha, Monique, and Joe, and they won with their Thai barbecued beef with salsa verde salad, charred scallions, and fish sauce butter. This sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. I can totally see why it won. I would yeah. definitely probably pick that out of any of them. Fish sauce butter. Let's go. Yeah, like so bury me in that. Uh the blue team <laughs> the blue team was Luke, uh Sam and Ashley. And their dish did not make it to the plate. I yeah, it, it looked like it was leaning to uh, there was like the one part where they kind of say like this person set it up to be this and this person set it up to be this. And so it looked like they were leaning towards a chicken stir fry. I think Sam even said, like, well, I can stir fry this. Um but yeah, I, I was hoping that at least they would taste it, even though like they would be out of the running. Just yeah. like I, I would have liked to have heard. I I, I think to uh, like episodes where uh, like shows where there's people like like there's people who are in the top and the bottom, and the people in the who are kind of constantly in the middle are get upset that they don't receive feedback, whether it be RuPaul's Drag Race or Project Runway. You know, it's there's these shows where it's like if you're constantly in the middle, you don't get any sort of information. And so I think it would have been at least it would have been interesting for them to still get to uh, for the judges to still get to taste the dish, even though it would be out of the running for the win. And I yeah. get where you're coming from, but what? I also feel like they didn't earn the feedback. Oh. Right? Like they didn't plate it. So they don't, like, it didn't make it to the plate. So I, you don't get feedback. Sorry. Like, that's you get nothing. Good, yeah, good, like, good you, day to you. You've, uh, well, you effed up. So you don't get any well, feedback. I've, I've just started a new season this weekend of Great British Bake Off. And I can't remember. How dare you? It's, 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 Five seasons ago, uh, it might have been the first. I think it would, might have been the first uh, Prue Sandy mm. Noel season. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were several instances there where they have to make you know, f- you know, fifteen millionaire shortbread. But the but like, what if people like doesn't get it cut? They still taste it. Like you know, yes. So, I don't know. I mean, British Bake Off's just a whole different animal. Okay. Fine. It's softer, warmer, and it, there's I'm, there's less at stake. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pun absolutely intended for the elimination challenge which is chefs must work in the teams that they were in for the quick fire to create a cohesive menu featuring primal cuts of beef. I love this challenge. Mm-hmm. I love when they have to work within constraints, but then are very free to um, free to kind of do what they want. I wish I could have seen a little more structure in that it was like um, a, not just a cohesive menu, but also like um, I, I felt like there wasn't enough enough um, importance put on the flow of the menu like what's it called when it's like a tasting menu yeah I wish there was more focus on it being a progressive menu the yeah I can see that and and it seems like at at the very least they were they were they did stick to the cohesiveness as a key element of the judging. Yeah. But um, it seemed like all three plates were just put in front of them. And I guess that's because they wanted to judge the cohesiveness together. Oh, but then it, it didn't really seem like it made sense of who was supposed to be first and who was second, who was third. They just kind of went in. And maybe maybe the purpose was more cohesion than progression, which I guess is fine. Although they did have the little menu cards that had them listed. Yeah, right? So, I, and I mean, they, even though they were all served, maybe that was like the order that the um, uh, the chef testants had recommended that the they were trying. I, I, jumping ahead to the red team, the fact that Buddha made a dessert. Um, you know, so I think they had the chance to like. It's, it seemed like he had. They had the opportunity to guide the judges in. This is the one that you're going to want to have last. So even though there were a couple times where the food came down, it seemed like the the um, the, the judges were all eating the food before the the chefs even like made it into the room to describe what was there. Um, so so who, I, yeah, who knows about like what the approach or the structure was. Uh-oh. Uh, so the Brown team, they chose the Chuck cut. Um, again, this is Jackson, Robert, and Sarah. Um, I was very worried about this team. Mm-hmm. What made you worry? The fact that we saw like 25 minutes of Robert being like, this is not going to go great for me. I can. <laughs> wow, I took on way too much. Wow, I'm not good at a pressure cooker. Oh God, I have 5,500 gnocchi to make. Okay. Individually, by hand, yeah, one right. at a time, one at a time. The yeah, it, it it seemed though like the all the lead up was worrying, but the the feedback at the table was yeah. was stellar. 
It was. Yeah. yeah. And and no surprise, this team wins. Jackson makes a beef tartare with Donato, capers, and crispy potatoes. Um, we saw a lot of tartars this evening, but um, they said that this one was probably the best one because it was like different. They love the potatoes, that the beef was served super cold. Uh, Robert's winning overall winning dish, which was the braised pot roast with pe- potato gnocchi, olive tapenade, and parmesan cream. Um, and then Sarah made tallow seared beef with eggplant puree, agrodolci shallots, and Caperberry relish. These all sounded yeah, really they all good. Sound great. And and I know in the in the past, I've, uh, loyal listeners know that Kurt is not a fan of fennel. Kurt is a big fan of blackberries. Underreported this season, caperberry. He's talking. Really, I'm. Oh. It makes me nervous. I there's a there's a I'm trying to remember which there's a there's a local restaurant where I. I think it might be the uh, the tiki bar across the street. They have kind of a the tiki holiday. bar has a beef tartare. It was on their specials. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, tiki bar bartar, tiki, tiki bar tartar. <laughs> they did not call it that for probably this very good opportunity. Reasons. Really, <laughs> Do, tell um, them to call me if they need any uh, naming help in the future. And like there was there was one restaurant at the uh, um, Mandalay Bay in Vegas. That it was that had this amazing beef tartare with a quail egg cracked on top of it, and you would eat it with like these fried wonton crisps. It was mm. amazing. So I, I love me a good beef tartare. I don't know if I've had beef tartare before. I think I think it's possible that the egg the egg makes me nervous. Like I I have really a, it's the egg and not the raw beef. <laughs> I know well, I have well, a, it's a raw egg. It's raw beef. It's, 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 it's raw. It's, it's, it's all raw. You know, if and the I beef have doesn't take thing. you out, the the beef doesn't take you out the egg well, right? Yeah, exactly. I have, I have an egg a, yolk I, thing. I have an egg yolk thing too. I prefer like and and for some reason, like a a beef tartare. I don't mind it, but yeah. So I, I was I would have tried any of the beef tartars in this uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Um, even even uh, we'll get to Ashley. I'm sure the the uh, variation. I just um, feel like my stomach would hurt after this many beef tartars. Well, that will you know, hats off to the judges for like you said, 15 beef dishes. Like yeah. you don't often hear the judges talk about the sheer volume of food that they just consumed. But I remember I think it was Padma called it. I was like, you know, thank you all for managing to eat 15 dishes although 15 pieces of beef it's we it's rare that we see it's it seems rare that they will actually finish the entire uh plate that they have to judge Mm -hmm. um except when they really 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 like something like they're they'll and they'll usually call that out on the show like you'll like one of the judges will be like i i devoured the entire thing like Uh, we see like amari exactly holding his plate up or whatever yeah yeah, so this was definitely the best team. They got great feedback. Uh, the green team, they had. Oh, the third, and, oh, yeah. Sorry. And but let's not talk about um, a couple. One more thing about this team. I think I th- I wanted to go back and mention the quick fire. Even though uh, Robert hiding the meat on Jackson, they still got the top teams. Even though it ended up being a vegetarian eggplant dish, I thought that was very telling about these Jacksons' um, uh, capabilities and the fact that Jackson lost his sense of smell and taste due to COVID. And so, yeah. and it seemed like he was saying at the, towards the, the quick fires, like, I don't know if I'm going to reveal this yet, but at least during the elimination, he's doing a large amount of having other people taste it. So I don't know if he did reveal it or not, but the fact that's got to be really, really just horrible being a, a professional chef and then just losing your sense of taste 
due to COVID or in general, did they could not, not as just to COVID, but so go Jackson. Uh, the green team had sirloin and Damar made a roasted rare sirloin with mushrooms, beef fat vinaigrette and sunchoked chips. Evelyn made grilled tri-tip with charred eggplant salad and chili jam. And Nick made a sirloin stew with fennel, sweet potato dumplings and charred vegetables. Um, I feel like they made some questionable decisions. I'm looking at you, Damar, for making like a beef fat vinaigrette. I feel like as soon as it cools down even yeah. a little bit, those mushrooms are getting a little squidgy. And I do not want a squidgy mushroom. No one wants a squidgy mushroom. Is, is squidgy like the Bake Off stodgy? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's like just like it's it's, it's like mushrooms already have that like spongy texture, and I feel like adding like beef fat to it's just making it like like a slip and slide. I I hear beef fat vinaigrette, and the first word that comes to mind is congealing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> squidgy. Like, yeah, you don't want that uh, in your dish. No, I don't um, want that. I don't want the fennel in my dish, but that's obvious. The charred um, eggplant salad with chili jam sounds delicious, though. Evelyn's dish. Do sign me up yeah. for that entire dish. I wouldn't. I, I I'm not a big eggplant fan. Like I'll eat it, and actually, I, I as I say that, I think when I was in Vegas last summer, uh, there was a a the the food court in the Cosmopolitan. There was a place that had this spicy. I want to say that it was like it was I think a, a Korean place had the spicy eggplant side that was amazing, um, but the I only got it because I asked, hey, what do you recommend? But the, otherwise, I wouldn't normally just go for an eggplant salad. But the chili jam, I think mm-hmm. that would be something kind of really interesting to add yeah. and level up the the eggplant salad. I love a sweet spicy element. I've Me gotten too. very into hot honey over the last year. I, you know, I bought some uh, hot honey last summer and I keep forgetting that I have it. I need to put it on my countertop so it's an ever-present reminder. I would put that on anything. Like it's my yeah. I love it in grilled cheese, honestly. Ooh. Like yeah, it's mm. so good. Just put it on anything. Make like a a hot honey vinaigrette too. That's not gonna get like congealed. Like the no, no hot honey beef fat vinaigrette for you. <laughs> the and confession on this challenge, I don't know my meat cuts. So I mean I I mean obviously That's if I was a chef I likely would. Yeah. But, Turns out it's just beef to me. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> where's your where's your beef section? Yeah, seriously. Um, where where's where's the, the dead cow? I'm not looking for the not looking for the chuck. I'm looking for the beef. Oh, yeah. that is beef, sir. <laughs> um, so I I wouldn't I would not and you know. Is a sirloin a loin like knighted by the queen? I don't get it. <laughs> you cut it with a sword on each shoulder, beef shoulder. Um, the, the, that's I now present to you Lloyd. <laughs> oh my God. That absolutely kills me. Oh my well, God. It's, it's like, I, I have friends who grill. I'm not a griller. <laughs> friends uh, who grill. I have friends who grill. I got Okay, grill. that's the new spinoff of like... <laughs> friends with benefits or whatever any of those things are called i i got a grill for christmas but i had to return it because my lease does not allow for gas grills oh, um, oh. But you can the, get like a smokeless grill i probably like an indoor one like a, a smokeless like, grill yeah my brother got had What's one the when he was an apartment liver yeah i want to inhale those fumes yeah um but the uh and so they know these cuts but yeah for me it's it's like I wouldn't have been able to like oh you're choosing that la- like are, do the, should the people who got the last choice 
or not the last two people who got stuck with the last one feel screwed overall. I don't know because I don't know these cuts, but I know I, I go in the grocery learn. store and I go, what fits within my meat budget this week? You're coming home with me. Uh, I can't afford the knighted of the meat family. <laughs> I ain't that rich. Yeah. Uh, the blue team got the regular, um, you know, plebeian loin instead of the sirloin. Um, this was Ashley, Sam, and Luke. They did manage to get their dishes on the plate, which was nice. Um, we had Ashley who made a kitfo with raw beef and egg yolk sauce, red rice crumble. I was excited about this one because yeah. I, I saw like this is the uh, this is the the. The, the take on the beef tartare, but adding the red yeah. rice crumble to a beef tartare sounds amazing. She mm-hmm. just seemed to be doing the most interesting idea with the beef tartare. Yeah. She was taking it the farthest, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Because her style of cooking is what again? It's Afro uh, Appalachian? Uh, Afro-Latchian, I believe yeah. she said. Which is a thing, apparently. And great. I can't wait to see more from her. Yes, I'm glad that she's stuck around because I want to see more examples so I know how to contextualize her cuisine. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam made a roasted strip line with cam pot peppercorn and bread salad. Luke made a seaweed cured steak with mushrooms and black garlic shiitake puree. I think that black garlic one was the one that was blowing out everyone's taste buds, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It's a big flavor. It is. I, I'm a huge fan of garlic, but I have found that black garlic does not stretch the same itch for me. No. Um, it can be a bit intense. Um, but I think overall, this was the team where I was like most interested in all of their dishes. Like if I had to say which of the five teams would I want to try, I think it would have been this team. Because it was like the interesting take on the tartare that uh, that stripling with peppercorn sounds amazing. Yeah. And even like the idea of like the seaweed cured steak with mushrooms uh, sounds like very interesting. I would probably go with the green team as like the the menu I'm most likely to order again. Like I'm just avoiding the raw beef situation. I can't help it. You get the oh, not with the green team. Sorry. I was yeah. looking at the team that was in green. Yeah, oh, see how that would be confusing. Yeah. Um, the red team, they were in the bottom. They got the round. Um, Leia made a top round steak summer roll with peaches and tahini lime sauce. Stephanie made a seared top round with sweet potato puree, oxtail demi glace, and crispy shallot. And she intended to put some bok choy on it. And Jay, <laughs> she intended to put some bok, and, and and she got called out for it, which made me realize like it. It had to have been called out on that menu card. It was on the menu. Yeah. It was on the menu. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then Jay made North Korean bimbibop with eye round with rice, vegetables, beef broth, and soy marinated egg yolk. Um, this was the team that we were presented with the most confusion, argument, disagreement with what the theme was going to be. And they went into an Asian theme and like a majority of the team was not comfortable with it. And then Jay like chose like a country's cuisine in which nobody is particularly familiar with. Yeah. I was, I I'm used and, and maybe this is me being culturally blind. It's like, I I'm used to, I love, I love Korean food, but I'd never have distinguished between like, I, I would not be able to tell you the difference between like North Korean and South Korean. And it doesn't like Jay good 
either. Like she's like, I'm not sure what this would be, but this is my interpretation of it. Yeah, um, she said she read about it. Okay, okay. The I mean, I love me some bibimbap. I love bulgogi. Um, yeah. But the and so I would have I would have really been interested in to to, to try this. Um, and I just would I I'm curious what makes this North Korea just for my own curiosity. Like I don't know yeah. if it's the um if it's the type of cuts or how she prepared it, but I, I, I'd be interested to learn more about this. I would be too. I was a little lost. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I think this whole team was a little lost and it really showed in their cooking. I would say out of these three dishes, the one I would most want to try is that uh, steak summer roll with the peach and tahini lime sauce. Um, but it was not a, it was not a particularly successful dish for a number of reasons. Like the beef was a little weird in it. It was too big. The rolls themselves were too big. Yeah, the sauce didn't huge. do anything. Um, and then we, we see Leia go out in this episode she was also dealing with a bladder infection, which is not like a fun infection to be a part of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That doesn't sound great. I, no. And you part, and this is the, the reality TV conspiracy theorist in me is like wondering is I'm sure that team finished at the bottom. Um, but I'm wondering if there was just a, like she's, not doing well you know what we'll find out in last chance kitchen yeah <laughs> so because i really thought it was going to be stephanie i thought we were really getting I? a lot of like context from stephanie in a way and again like brooke has told us like no top chef doesn't like present things in a way that like other reality tv shows do but i felt like we we're getting a lot of info from stephanie to make us think that she was the one heading home i also like thought she had the most issues with her dish and like this team I think was rightfully in the bottom because their menu was not cohesive like they tried their best but it just really didn't end up that way yeah if you look at those summer rolls though like the the ingredients were really like not in proportion to one another mm -hmm. there was like a giant leafy green in there and like the beef didn't look like it was equally represented to stand up to that flavor it just it, you know, people were kind of picking at it when they when it came out. Uh, it was just kind of an awkward dish. Um, yeah, on top that's a, of everything yeah, else. That's a great way to put it. It was just like an awkward, clunky dish. I did just Google uh, North Korean bibimbap, and it took me to a. I found a site. It was like top ten North Korean uh, foods, and bibimbap is listed there, but it's like exactly the same as what I'm thinking you would get in South Korea. Like it's the, it's the bibimbap I know. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm still going to stay on the hunt for what is this specialty? Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I would have been interested in the oxtail demi-gloss because like any, any oxtail dish I'm excited for. Um, so is everyone else apparently because oxtails are ridiculously expensive now. It used to be that you could just buy the, that cut of meat and not very many people paid attention to it. And so you could have as many oxtails as you want. And now they are so expensive that it's like a luxury item to purchase them. You know, in talking about like the things on this episode or any given episode where it's like, oh, I don't know, I hesitate to try that. The oxtail, just the name has always thrown me off. I'm picturing... Like I like just, gnawing on a, a tail, a, a hairy tail. Kind of. just, okay, then, well, <laughs> it's not it's not a hairy tail. 
it's just it's just in the shape kind of of a tail. Like we use it in soup mostly. It's it's really flavorful. I need to try it. I've, I don't because I don't. Maybe I've, I don't know if I've had it or not. Um, like if I if I've had. If I've had beef tongue, I can go to the other end of the animal and yeah. have a tail too, right? I've never had beef tongue. Ugh. La lengua. <laughs> <laughs> no la lengua for me. Um, but yeah, oxtail is just, it's just a really unique flavor. There's not a ton of meat, obviously, right? but it, it produces just like a really intense, bold flavor. It's really good with soup. In soup. I, I, usually, I usually hear it in association with the soup. Like a stew. Yeah. Um, our last team of the evening, the yellow team with Monique, Joe, and Buddha, they had immunity from their quick fire. So they went balls to the wall and I appreciate <laughs> what they did with their menu. You mean spotted dick to the wall? Yes, I mean dick to the wall. You okay. are right. Great. Um, Monique made a beef tartare with nori, tamari, onion, jus, and a cured egg yolk. Um, I don't need anything but the tamari onion jus and I could probably eat that like a soup and be a happy camper. Exactly. Um, Joe also used black garlic. She rubbed her ribeye in it with kare kare sauce and a tomato cucumber relish. And Buddha made the only dessert of the day with a spotted dick suet pudding with beef fat caramel and a miso ice cream, which I thought was a, just a really cool idea. Great move. Some like that's what you do with immunity. You don't play it safe with immunity. You just go, and I'm going to make spotted dick and have a great time. Like if, can you if, spell that? That was my favorite part of the show. <laughs> his teammate was like, "Can you spell well, that?" Because she was like, "You can't. Be, you can't have said what I thought you said." No, no, that's it's spotted dick. Um, it if if his now if he was the only one on his team who'd had immunity, I would have maybe questioned it because if it had gone disastrously wrong, that yeah. would have like put Monique in jail. But the fact that the entire team yeah. had immunity, I also was like, "This is." I'm, I'm glad that he went for it. I hope that that sets a precedent for, um, for, uh, for future quick fire winners. Uh, as long as it doesn't put your teammates in danger. Mm-hmm. I would um, agree. Yep. Yeah. Are you surprised that we didn't have two top teams and two bottom teams? Uh, I was a little surprised. Well, I think I was. I think I was a little surprised the fact that they just called the red team. I, more so with the red team, they just called the red team up. It's like you are our least favorite team, and um, as opposed to like your teams were our least favorite. So it was that one did surprise me a little bit. Um, but the it, I did I didn't mind it, um, but it did surprise me a little. I minded it, and I'm not watching this show anymore. <laughs> But you're showing up to the podcast oh, every week, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. That's fine. You'll just be like, That's no issue. We can spread the spreadsheet. Yeah. Like, it's not a big deal. When we had Chef Eddie on. He didn't watch the show and he still podcasted with us. It happens. It works. Did um, it work? Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. It was, it was a memory. It was a memory. We have. Um, speaking of memories, um, Remember you last season? Cats? Well, no. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I, 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 no. Uh, Remember last year how they couldn't go to Whole Foods? They had to order everything online. Yes, I was so excited to see them actually get to go shopping. There was a small thing, but last season made me realize how much I missed the fact that they got to actually go to the store and like, oh, you don't carry this, I got to get this instead. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. Um, so that was that was fun for me. I'm sure that for them, you know. 
this season is going to be a lot more freeing than whatever last season was. We didn't, we didn't get a lot, you know, to to me still, I loved last season and right now just one episode in I'm saying, okay, I still like last season better than this one, but it's only one episode. Mm -hmm. But I think the last season was, I think special because they, you know, it was the first like real kind of COVID season. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of references to the the troubles that all of the chef testants had with their restaurants and uh, like some people had to close down or I had to let their, like, you know, my, you know, just like Fast and the Furious, you know, this is my family. And, uh, and they, they had to like let go their, I, I remember many of the chefs talking about like having to let people go is like let, having to let your family members go. Um, so anyway, it seemed like there was much less of that in this episode um, than in the, in the premiere of last season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, I'm glad that this, it's maybe a sign that things are like slightly more getting back to normal. Obviously they were wearing masks and whole foods and it looked like they had to, I, I seem to remember like when they'd done whole foods previously that it was during, like there were other shoppers in there. Um, but here, obviously, they cleared it out, and it's just for that. Yeah. So anyway, long story short, is glad to see the shopping trip back. Very glad. And I love that the masks are the same brand as the aprons they're wearing. Oh, nice. Oh, oh yeah, they got the. Uh, that's the first time I really noticed that the. Um, and maybe it's just the other ones are just so like stand like Top Chef and the name of a city. I like that these are stylized with the Houston. Is that the airport? Uh, uh, code. code? Yeah, I'm not sure. I th- is it, I thought it was like a like I thought it was like George Washington Airport or something. So it's but maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. Do they do airport? George Bush, not George Washington. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is H O U. No, it's I H. It's I H. Somebody, please don't get mad at me for that. <laughs> There's so many Georges, and also I'm Canadian. <laughs> oh my god, I'm let's so lead, embarrassed. Let's lead into the first one rather than the second one. That's yeah. <laughs> Such an excuse. <laughs> but there, yeah, it doesn't say I H on their thing, so I can't remember what it does say. But anyway, I like the stylized logo for their. Uh, yeah, like I also love like like the color scheme they're going with this season, like the bright pinks and blues and yellows and just like that really like I don't know, I just it's a it's a palette that works for my little eyes. And I have a, I have a coworker who lived in uh Houston for 13 years. I'm trying to get him to watch the show and he had informed me that like Houston is one of the biggest Vietnamese centers uh yeah. in the uh, outside of Vietnam in the world. Um he may have made that up, but I'm reporting. I don't think that. so because because New Orleans has like a really big um, Vietnamese population too, and I think it's like a Gulf of Mexico thing where mm-hmm. um, a lot of the Vietnamese people came over and started working in the shrimping industry. Okay, I believe is the scoop. Please don't quote me on that that much, but from what I've learned in other Top Chef seasons, that's the case. Okay, we believe you. George Washington. But yeah, I also just called it George Washington Airport. So George Washington Airport. Back when uh, the founding fathers had heavy thoughts about Texas. What? There's no George Washington Airport. Come on, there has to be, not, right? Uh, not in a state that was not around when George Washington was alive. No. Okay. <laughs> I can't be mad at you. You're Canadian. Yeah, that's true. Not, Listen, okay. Here's, I the, here's the thing: is is like I think like ninety percent of Canadians know 
geography better than 90% of the US. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't also, know. Like, I type in, I got out of that class, I forgot everything. I type in George Washington Airport, and you know what comes up? The Houston Airport. So, am I really? that wrong? <laughs> am I that wow. off base? <laughs> I think it's just for other idiots like me. Yeah, it's like, just like a George, a George. Hold <laughs> on. Anyway. I'm typing this. Yoga, you're right. It comes up. It, it also comes up for me as well as George Bush and her kind of airport. You got <laughs> I don't it. know why. Yeah, I don't know why. Um, George Washington. When I typed in George Washington to search. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, how are we feeling about this this season of Top Chef after one episode? I'm feeling good. Great. I'm feel, yeah, I'm yeah. feeling great. Yeah. Do we have any favorites yet? Well, I was going to ask if you guys want to do a little draft. We've got 15 people. I'll even take Leah. Um, okay. Uh, if I get to pick first. Okay, that works for me. <laughs> I mean, this is some type of stratagem. And I don't like it. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, what, what order do you want to go in? So, it'll be... I say I'll go first. We'll do a snake draft. Kurt is first because he's a man. <laughs> and we must always walk behind the men. Fine. <laughs> I'll go third and fourth. No, it's uh, fine. I don't oh care. Oh my goodness. I, I don't care. You go uh, first and then Haley and then me. And then we'll and then we, reverse. And then we reverse. It'll be like okay. you and Haley then me. Got it. Um, I like so being my, in the middle. <laughs> it's the coziest spot. I am going to choose Sam. Oh my god! Why? That's mine. He's mine. I'm having because I I don't think I got to pick Shota last season, and mm-hmm. I'm getting strong Shota vibes from him. In just terms of not because of the nationality or from a cultural reason, but the just the cheerful, upbeat nature. Um, I want to see. I think if I pick him, I will. He'll stick around longer. Okay. Um, so I'm picking, I will pick Sam. Okay. And I will go with Evelyn. Hmm. Evelyn. Are you writing, you're writing this down, right? I'm putting it down in okay. the, uh, in our chef customs tab. Okay. In the spreadsheet. I will go with Damar. I will go. Oh, no, nope. Uh, with Honey gets to go again. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I forgot. Sorry. And then I will go with Robert. I will go with Sarah. This is what happens when I try to type with one hand and hold a microphone with the other. Um, I got great. one of these arms that now I can like stretch out yeah at some point we have to have a meeting about how to install those things am i gonna need tools no i'm an idiot and i got it to work all right i need your help sarah um but i'm gonna pick leah here just to get that pick out of the way and then my second pick for goes back down the line again is i am going to pick um i really wanted sarah um, because we haven't seen a lot from her, I'm going to pick Monique. Okay, 
I will take Buddha. Okay. You get two in a row, Latanya. Okay. Did someone already pick Sarah? Uh, yes. Damn it. Um, Ashley. And mother. And. Did someone already pick Monique? Yep, I did. Okay, Joe. I will take Robert. I got Robert. Robert. I will take Jay. Okay. Uh, two in a row for me. I will, and this will be my last picks. I will pick Jackson. Damn it. And I will pick. Oh, gosh. Stephanie and her bok choy versus people I don't have an impression of. I'll pick Nick. Okay, who's left to pick? You have Luke and Stephanie. I'll take Luke. All right, I've got I'm Stephanie. Give you Stephanie. Wonderful. And it's just this is just like a survivor draft, right? Yeah, whoever makes it, whoever's the winner wins. I like that. I'm excited for my team. Me too. Haley, you picked Luke, right? Yes. Or did Luke pick me, you know? (laughs) If he did, he didn't get you on the plate in time. I don't know if there's a euphemism in there that I'm not picking up on. Wow. I'm married, Kurt. No, just kidding. I would I would flirt with that guy for sure. Nobody's that. Just kidding. She's not kidding. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you want to talk about what we've what eaten this we made this week and what we've eaten and everything in between? So we're not going to talk about who we would flirt with for the rest of the podcast? All right, them. I flirt with every single one of them. Okay. They're all smoke shows. Every single person on this cast. It's like Top Chef Smoke Show and that's all it is. Top Chef Smoke Show. <laughs> 2022. Yeah. All of them are woods for me. Sorry. I'm not sorry about it. Woods versus wood knots? Yeah. Okay. Is that, could you spell wood for me? <laughs> Can you spell that? <laughs> All right. Okay. Are we are early in the season. Yeah. Everything's going to get worse.
<laughs> Haley, what did you eat this week? Um, I would say my favorite thing I made this week was a uh, chicken parm in my air fryer. Um, I mm-hmm. received the air fryer as an anniversary present. Um, and I haven't experimented with it a whole lot. Um, I made chicken parm in it this week and it was fantastic. Would recommend. Um, so send me your air fryer recipes. Like, what should I make in that thing? Parm chicken parm parm. <laughs> Other than that, like I haven't been making a whole lot this week. I saw a bunch of food pictures and some ice wine. Oh pictures. yeah, yeah. So I ice um, wine, ice wine. So I um in Niagara they had the ice wine festival. Usually it's in January. It was postponed until March. Uh, so a bunch of the different wineries had wine and food pairings. Uh, so that was really fun. One of my favorite ones was like a short rib poutine paired with yeah. a Vidal ice wine. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't know what ice wine is, it is just like a, it's a very sweet dessert wine. It's uh, like definitely more syrupy in texture. Why are you laughing at me, Kurt? Because I just thought it was wine that was very, very yeah. cold. I just <laughs> thought it was wine that you put ice in. No! no it's like a special, and voila! Ice no, wine. No, it's like a special type of wine. It's, oh, you know, I've it's, heard of it, but I've never known what... Like, it's amazing that my knowledge of beef cuts and my knowledge of wine... <laughs> They're like right at the same level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw. I saw. Great. If you can find, I'm sure if you go to your local liquor store, you can find something. It might be, it, like it, it's a pretty uniquely Canadian thing. Although, like they do a lot of ice yeah. wine in Germany too. Um, they, that's like Canada's basement. Yeah, I'm sure you'd be able to find some Canadian wines in in yeah. Michigan. Um, but so what they do is, um, they leave some of the grapes on till. Usually January, when it gets cold enough, they have to have evenings that at least three evenings in a row that are minus eight degrees Celsius so that the grapes are like frozen enough. And so the juice is really concentrated. So it's really sweet. Um, It's more expensive than your regular wines because it takes so many more grapes to like produce it. Um, It's delicious. (laughs) Definitely try it. If you have, if you are like a sweet person, if you like a lot of sweets, like definitely try an ice wine. I prefer Moscatos and Rieslings. I mean, you would love ice wine then. You'd love it. And if you remember my predilection last year for munching on frozen grapes, this will be right up my alley. Yeah. I think you should next time you go to the store, try and find a nice wine. I'm sure you'd find a Niagara one there. So. Awesome. How about you, Latanya? Um, pretty boring. So really eat me foods. Um, I found a delicious strawberry preserve Ooh. from Ooh. France oh. in the in the fancy store downstairs um, in my apartment complex, and I also um, combine that with some peanut butter which is good i can't remember who it's by hold on it's like- uh it's a 2020 vintage <laughs> peanut butter from southern united states justin's peanut butter oh nice uh, which i had never had before because i like crunchy peanut butter and thank you there's i feel like i feel like there's a there's a an absence of love for crunchy peanut butter in the communities that I oh yeah frequent. this I'm a fr- this I'm is a, a pro crunchy, crunchy peanut butter podcast okay great good because yeah. most of the time I feel like a fatwa has been declared against <laughs> crunchy peanut butter and I can <laughs> never find any <laughs> yeah can you please spell that <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah I made like a very basic Sammy you know put some banana on there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I thought that that was delicious because I, I make myself very basic things that it doesn't take very long to make. And then mostly I order food. Um, so I'm about to get, I'm about to get some good food tonight. I'm getting some, some ramen son and I've been, um, branching out on their menu a little bit. So we were talking about Brussels sprouts on the podcast. So I ordered some Brussels sprouts from them and they do something with their Brussels sprouts. That's very exciting. What do they do? They they arrange them into little happy faces before they deliver them to you. (laughs) They they do something to it. It's delicious. I I just realized that like I'm on a podcast. Oh, here we go. I am looking at the menu now and we got it. We got it. Um, so they, uh, are crispy Brussels sprouts topped with tofu sauce and crispy shallots. Ooh. Which I'm excited for. I'm more ooing about the crispy shallots. Like I could give or take the, the tofu sauce. I mean, I try it, but the, um, the most interesting preparation I've seen is a local place. They they combine goat cheese with their crispy Brussels sprouts. Oh, I love goat cheese. Same. I would be very excited to eat there. And then the other thing that I um, am getting, I'm getting a raw tuna dish, Ooh. which I'm always excited tartar. for. A little bit of tartar in, in my life. Um, and then they have these Japanese eggplant fries. Interesting. Um, and the best part about the eggplant fries are uh, the sides of the yuzu mayo, and then they have this like tangy Vietnamese dressing that comes with it as well. I was going to ask, like, what the? I mean, if if you serve something like eggplant fries, you have to have some interesting dipping sauces to go with it. Mm-hmm. So that's you have to. That sounds good. Yeah, it's really good. I'm like treating myself because I had a subpar weekend, and so I'm gonna eat ramen san and watch something on television i guess not euphoria because that's gone you know if you have a subpar weekend the perfect thing for that is a parma sub (laughs) sub. okay well i'm we're i'm gonna end this podcast right now but my food (laughs) um you don't you didn't earn it (laughs) (laughs) what did you eat this week kurt um so i had a uh meal kit from marley spoon which is a Martha Stewart joint, um, so, like like, like she, in, in conjunction made, with Snoop Dogg, or no? Like she she put these recipes together when she was in the joint. Um, the and one of the, and the, through Marley Spoon you can get not just uh, dinners, but you can get brunches and desserts as well. And I got this poached pear oatmeal bake uh, that I made, oh. and I didn't. And so it was first time, my first time making poached pears, um, mm-hmm. pain in the butt to core those suckers, but I love pears. Um, and I actually used some of the leftover poached pear juice, uh, in some rum drinks <laughs> over the weekend, oh. uh, trying to kind of help create some homemade tiki stuff. Um, but then the, the oatmeal was made with, um, not just oatmeal, but it was mixed with a couple of eggs as well. So it was like a cross almost between like a bread pudding and an oatmeal. And you put it into the baking dish and you put the poached pears on top and you baked it for about 45, 50 minutes and uh, pretty good. It was, it was, it took a long time to make, Yeah, um, but it was, but it was pretty tasty. That was like um, quite an operation. And then, um, then I've made, like I mentioned the Mongolian beef earlier. I had this, uh, 
Lamone spaghetti um, that was pretty citrusy. Um, not a big citrus fan, but I still liked it. And yeah, that's uh, that was my my baking stuff. I didn't actually go. I didn't get a lot of uh, takeout this week, which is uh, unusual for me. Um, but I don't have a meal kit coming this week or next week, so I'll have more uh, more takeout adventures during our next podcast. Yes, That's, uh, please join me in, in takeout I, adventures. I did subscribe to the DoorDash Dash Pass a few weeks ago, so I am doing. So I'm exploring the West Michigan horizons of food beyond those, which I can walk to for pickup. Okay. Uh, so I'm, I'm ordering more things in, but great. Um, my big thing, I've been eating a lot of elote lately. If mm-hmm. our Mexican yeah. corn. So like, it seems like I've been experimenting with different local uh, Mexican restaurants. And anytime I see elote on the menu, I will get it. Yeah. And- I had a delicious guacamole that had elote on top of it. Guacalote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Haley's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I am not allowed to pun. I'm just going to end the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I, guess, I mean, kind of, I am. Yeah, I guess that was yeah. it. That's, I mean, other than, good, good that's our show, fun. folks. Yeah, we did it. We are back. Um, it feels nice. It feels really nice. It feels right. Reunited, and it feels, it feels so, so fine. I honestly forgot thought for a second. I was like, I forgot to hit record. <laughs> but I didn't. I didn't, didn't. I didn't forget. I didn't forget. That's why people don't leave me in charge of things. They just show up and like ruin things. Anyway. What, um, what, what do you got going on, Kaylee? What do I have going on? I am... I am two weeks from the end of a 10 month stretch of podcasting about the bachelor. She is balls deep in bachelor. I, I am so close to the end. I love Amy, my co-host so much, but it was so much bachelor. Um, how, so that how much of a break are you getting? Until probably about May. Oh, nice. Hmm. Well, like hmm. basically, basically the length of this podcast is my break from that podcast. <laughs> <laughs> which is nice if you like the sound of my voice which I appreciate um, if you want to listen to other things I've done in the last however long um, I did a little uh, season coverage of Vanderpump Rules just like a one season like one episode of that so check that out I'm sure you can find it oh god I haven't really been up to anything else I've just been like so laser focused on The Bachelor and being like let's get through this Latanya, what about you? You have so much going on. I'm so excited. Yeah, I've been, you know, just out here doing podcasts about things, um, doing podcasts about Pam and Tommy, which is a Hulu show uh, about the ongoings uh, goings on that occurred in the 90s when a certain sex tape got out. Um, so we're talking about that. Me and Ariel and Brooklyn Zed just finished up our second of two Oscars podcasts over on Post Show Recaps uh, with Grace and Ariel, where we talked about all of the uh, best actor, supporting actor, actress, supporting actress categories and who should win um, those awards. Um, then I have, um, a secret project that I can't talk about that's going to be coming out. It's an RHAP thing. 
Um, and then I have another secret project that I just recorded today that I can't really talk about yet, but I can probably on the next of these podcasts. Um, that's a post show recap thing. And then if you follow me on Twitter at LK Starks, you can learn about the third secret project that I can't talk about yet, uh, but is upcoming on post show recaps. Kurt, how many secrets do you have? I have 17 secret projects I can't <laughs> talk about. We'll see how many of them come to fruition. Um, now, the, uh, if you want to follow me on the socials, um, no, maybe uh, Kurt Clark with two C's. Uh, I'll spell that for you. <laughs> One C and then later on there's, <laughs> there's another, another C. Yeah. And they don't go to, they're not beside each other. Not beside each other. Uh, if you want to follow my food journey my uh if you like food or escape rooms or books uh those are like probably the three main th- or and snarky memes uh those are the four main things that i that i you know post there on instagram um on tuesday nights uh i stream D live on twitch with uh, several folks from the post show recaps family um including uh you know, Rich Filiberto and uh, DJ LaBelle Klein, Grace Leader, who was mentioned earlier, uh, Taylor, Melissa, uh, Josh Wiggler makes an occasional presence as well, Kevin Madejo. Uh, so great fun there. So that's usually at 8 p.m. Eastern uh, on Twitch. It's at DM Philly on Twitch. Um, doing D&D in space. And I play a turtle who is a beekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, his name is Jake. For those of you who followed Utopia, uh, yeah, I am indeed playing Jake, a beekeeper. Uh, so that's a lot of fun. Uh, Utopia is that a movie with animals? No, that was Zootopia. Uh, Utopia. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just broke Halo. Who let me do any of this? Uh, no, Utopia was a reality TV show. From oh, I remember. Yeah. It was supposed oh, to be like nine months long and it lasted a month and a half. And Rob and I covered, I think, all six episodes. <laughs> and there's a very memorable beekeeper scene in that <laughs> in that series. Uh, anyway, uh, that's what I've got going on. So, <laughs> God, like, why am I here? Like, I'm so sorry. Everyone loves you. Yeah. You're great. Like, I mixed up George Washington and George Bush, and then I mixed up Utopia and then Zootopia? Who does that? Like, oh my Canadian. God. Yeah. Yes. I don't have an excuse for that second part. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at hstrong underscore if you want. Whoops. Well, that happens. And that was another mouse. Um, if you want to check out what I'm reading, my, uh, inst- my bookstagram is at the strong library. I haven't read a book since December, except except I've reread the Bridgerton, the second and third bridge, second and fourth Bridgerton books again. Probably read the second one. I'd say at least fifteen times, and I'm not joking. Why? How, how active I is your book, one. How active is your bookstagram? If the last book you read was last summer? No, no, no. In December. Oh, I thought you said summer. No, okay. not that okay. bad. I've just like, I have not been on a good reading streak. My brain is just like, I just haven't been able to get get this thing to work, you know, mm. as has been proven in this podcast. We're warming up. You, you have to, you had to switch gears to your top chef brain. And yeah, uh, yeah. You did. we're, we're here with you no matter what. Yeah. Except Thank for me you. in a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, you're leaving us, but <laughs> don't worry. We'll get more friends. Away. Yeah, you'll get We'll you'll turn get... this into the girl pod. Yes. Anyway, okay. That's it. That's it for all of us. We'll see you next week and we love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.